please turn to Romans chapter 8. I'm going to start by giving you a summary of what we've already looked at in Romans chapter 8 before we go on to look at all things working together for good in verse 28. In Romans chapter 8, we've seen that all who are saved and justified by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ are not under condemnation. Also, we saw that we are indwelt by God, the Holy Spirit, who will quicken or make alive and redeem our mortal bodies when Jesus comes again at the end of the age. We've also seen that the Holy Spirit bears witness to our spirit that we are sons of God, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. The Spirit helps us in our infirmities or in our weaknesses, even in our prayers, for we know not what we should pray. He makes intercession for us. It is by the Holy Spirit that we cry, Abba, Father, and he helps us with silent groanings that never even reach our lips. If you put all of those glorious truths together, what you end up with is verse 28. Let's have a look at Romans chapter 8, verse 28, where Paul said, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Although the Apostle Paul is telling us that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose, he doesn't need to tell us that. And that is because we who have the hope of glory already know it. Or at least we ought to know that all things work together for good. We know it from the word of God, which tells us about God's everlasting love for all whom the Lord Jesus Christ has redeemed with his own precious blood. Note that Paul does not say all things are good. He says all things work together for good. As such, the things that work together for good are not necessarily very good themselves. In fact, they can be very painful, but they nevertheless work together for good, rather like the raw ingredients of a cake that are often bitter and unpalatable, but the end result is generally sweet and delicious. If you are a Christian, you really ought to know that all things, including those painful experiences, work together for your good. And you ought to know that from Bible passages, such as, I, I could pick and choose so many verses, but I've chosen chapter 5, verses 3 and 5. If we understand those verses, we know that all things work together for good. Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through three through to 5. And not only so, but we glory or we rejoice in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience or proof, proof that your faith is a real saving faith. 
and experience hope. So we go from glorying, rejoicing in tribulations to knowing that, or, or to having, recognising that hope that you have in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you didn't have those tribulations and you didn't have God with you in the fiery furnace, what would you have? It's because of the tribulations and it's because God is with his people in those situations, in those difficult times, that we can and we must rejoice and we know that all things work together for good. With with God the Holy Spirit abiding in you, those painful trials and tests of faith will inevitably serve to confirm the certainty of the hope of glory that you have, that God has loved you with an everlasting love. Also, just look at the last verse. We're going to jump ahead just for a moment here to the last verse in chapter 8. And look at that now. Nor height, nor, well look at verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, in other words, nothing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wonderful words there for the Christian. You read that those two verses and you ought to know that all things work together for good. Nothing can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus your Lord. Lovely words. Therefore, along with the hymn writer, you can say, Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. That speaks volumes, doesn't it? That the incarnate Son of God has shed his own blood for your soul. That really ought to tell you that all things work together for your good. The knowledge that all things work together for good is a knowledge of faith that enters the heart and it produces a confidence in its truth. Since it comes to us in the Bible, that knowledge comes to us in the Bible, it is a certainty. It is a promise from God that the Christian takes hold of and he applies to himself, saying, this promise is mine, it belongs to me. As he also says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear, what can man do unto me? When a Christian is going through some kind of crisis, verse 28 is a favourite. We've probably all quoted it to brothers and sisters in Christ who have suffered or struggled in various ways. And we've probably all heard it from others, Christians, when we've been uh, struggling. People have said to you, all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. It is a verse that is often quoted 
and it is quoted for good reason. It is a promise and an assurance from none other than Almighty God and therefore it is a promise that abides in the hearts of all who belong to Jesus. The good that God brings out of all things is an eternal good. Therefore, don't assume that if you lose your job, there's an even better job just waiting for you. Maybe there is, but not necessarily. You need to look above and beyond things like that. Also, it may well please God, your loving Heavenly Father, to allow wicked men to persecute you. And perhaps even to kill you, for Christ's sake. But if that were to happen, you would immediately enter into the presence of your great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, which is a wonderful example of how God works all things, everything, even death, for good. As Paul said in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 21, for me to live is Christ, And to die is gain. All things work together for good. To them that love God. Can you see in that verse, verse 28, to whom is the promise of God made? Let's have a look at it again. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. There are people who profess faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And amongst the people who have a testimony, there are those who don't just profess faith in him, they really do possess a saving faith in Jesus. And consequently, they love God. Their love for God can be seen in a love for the brethren. As the Apostle John said in 1 John chapter 4, verses 20 and 21. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God, whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God, love his brother also. So, All things work together for good to them that love God and they show that they love God in that they love the brethren, Christian brethren. Those who love God, the professors and possessors of faith in Jesus are of necessity called, the the called of God rather, again look at that, We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called. So they are the called of God. They are the elect of God according to his purpose. There is without exception a general and external call to everyone to show repentance towards God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It behoves everyone in the whole world to cry out to God for mercy and to trust in Jesus alone for the forgiveness of sins. Doesn't matter where 
people are, what their, what their station is in life. It behoves everyone to cry out to God for mercy and to receive Jesus. However, far from crying out for mercy and trusting in the finished work of Christ, the carnal mind is enmity against God or hostile towards God. Consequently, left to their own uh, own devices, people will always reject Christ. Not most people and not sometimes, but all people will always reject Christ and even deny God as sinfully foolish as that is. There is, however, an effectual call that compels the elect of God, who are loved by God with an everlasting love, to repent and believe in his dear Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. That kind of call is a very special one. It is a holy call. It is an irresistible call. And it is something that is clearly taught in the scriptures. For example, in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9, Paul said to Timothy, God who have saved us with an holy calling, not just a calling, but a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world begun. And in the Old Testament, in Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 3, someone who had been called with a holy calling, the prophet Jeremiah, spoke of the holy calling as being drawn with loving kindness when he said, The Lord have appeared to me of old unto me, the Lord have appeared to me of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. And in John chapter 6 and verse 44, the Lord Jesus Christ said, No man can come to me except the Father which have sent me draw him. That is an effectual call, a holy call, an irresistible call. When a person is drawn with loving kindness to the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus says, and I will raise him up at the last day. That promise from Jesus that he will raise you up at the last day. You who are the elect of God and called by God with a holy calling. Putting it all together, the called or the elect of God are people who are loved by God with an everlasting love. They are not saved because of anything meritorious that they have done. Rather, even though they are hell-deserving sinners, like everyone else in the world, they are nevertheless drawn by God with loving kindness to his dear Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's amazing how many people, and I'm talking about professing Christians, hate and they reject the doctrines of election and effectual calling. This doctrine is seen by them as shutting people out of the heavenly kingdom. However, if you can appreciate something of the hostility of sinful and unconverted, unregenerate people towards God, 
I trust that you'll be able to see that if God did not call people with a holy calling, no one would be saved. Therefore, praise God for his mercy and grace towards you if you are someone who is able to read verse 28 and say, that's me. And to God be the glory. Verse 28, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. You could almost miss that last bit, couldn't you? According to his purpose. Even though it's so important, it emphasises that we are not called and saved according to anything wonderful that we vainly imagine that we have done. Even if we've helped someone across the road or fed the neighbour's cat when they've been on holiday. Understand very clearly that when it comes to gaining acceptance by God, all our righteous acts are as filthy rags and there is none righteous, no, not one. That fundamental truth could not be clearer. For example, in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, it is written, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Goes on to say, Not of works, lest any man should boast. No boasting in heaven about what wonderful things you did when you were in the world. It's all by the grace of God, according to his purpose. In Titus chapter 3 and verse 5, Paul said, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. Consequently, if you are someone who loves God and you are called with a holy and effectual call to his dear son, the Lord Jesus Christ, you are someone who readily confesses that you love God because... He loved you first with an everlasting love. Your acceptance before God is and always will be in his dear son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that God works all things out in accordance with the counsel of his own will. Thank God that his eternal purpose cannot fail. That is why we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Why? Because it is according to his purpose. Are you someone who loses hope when calamities come your way? If your hope is not one that reaches up to heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ is, then you have every reason to despair. Not least of all because it is appointed unto you once to die. And then the judgment. Even though Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 is trotted out at many funeral services, it only offers comfort and encouragement to the few people who are trusting in the Son of God, believing that he has fulfilled the demands of God's law on their behalf and that he has been punished for their transgressions. In other words, 
They are the ones who really do love God and who really are called according to God's own purpose. Is that you? Putting it yet another way, with the Holy Spirit bearing testimony to your spirit, are you able to say, though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that that Christ have regarded my helpless estate and have shed his own blood for my soul. Amen.